Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, 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 everyone. How you doing? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy day after Thanksgiving. Let's give it up for that band. Go do it. Mm, mm. Dance, dance. Ah, yeah. I love them every week, every week. They're so hot, they're so hip, they're so happening. Ah, I love it. Uh, This week, our guest band is Turkey with All the Trimmings. Hey, how could I not? Yesterday was Thanksgiving here in America, so why not? Um, Obviously, I am recording before the grand day of Thanksgiving because, you know, that's just how podcasts work. And so I'm, at this moment in time, looking forward to having all the... Well, turkey with all the trimmings, you might say. Oh, this week, well, title kind of gives it away, giving thanks, you know, year one. Uh, I missed it last year uh, because it was just the very beginning of the show, and I had other topics to cover that uh, I missed it. So I'm going to catch up on it this year. Uh, We're also going to have the 25 famous women share their best advice that they've either given or received. This week, we're on number 10. And yeah, we're going to have some secondary topics. Um... Talking about that that damn mirror again. (laughs) And uh, uh, we'll see what comes around with listener feedback. But before we get to any of that stuff for this episode, let's just touch base a little bit on last episode. It was one of the more somber episodes, I'm aware. And kind of needed to be because of, well, the topic, uh, the day that it happened. And uh, I hope, I hope, uh, hope it didn't bring you down too much. But I hope I hope it um, has made you think of it in a different way, at least. You know, have a different input on the the day of remembrance, and uh, and just just a different viewpoint. I guess that's all. That's all. And I guess that's what my whole show's about. <laughs> uh, but in a in a sum, if you haven't listened to it, because you may not want to listen to it, I get that. I get that. Um, it, the transgender day of remembrance is meant to remember the fallen trans brothers and sisters out there, uh, due to anti-trans violence. And I kind of went on a tangent about, uh, I think we should include those who have been taken by suicide because that is a form of bullying, which is a form of anti-trans violence. And it, I don't think we should overlook those. That's all. And if you're not too familiar with the transgender day of remembrance, just ask Google, (laughs) Google will let you know there's a lot out there or just listen to episode 61. (laughs) Uh, And you can find episode 61 at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. We've got an Amazon affiliate link there. We've got a PayPal donate button if that's your uh, choice of ways to do things. There's an iTunes link. There's a Stitcher link. If you use either of those, take a couple moments and, you know, give us a review, uh, a rating, a thumbs up, a share, whatever it is out there. If you could help out the show by passing it along, that would be so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. You can also do the same stuff over at Facebook, facebook.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. Hey, if you see an article or something that you think 
should be shared with, you know, the rest of the audience, post it on the page, please, please post it on the page. Let's talk about it. Send me an email at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com and follow me on Twitter at SabrinaMiller41. And uh, why not uh, cruise on over to Patreon? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. You can support the show there in various ways, I'll say that. And all the information you need is right there. So give that a check out and uh, know that it's going to a good cause. This particular episode is brought to us by none other than TomSlayton.com, the one sponsor that I have. Tom, thank you so much for helping out the show. I, it, it's, it's awesome. That's all I can say. And we'll hear more about Tom later, if you haven't heard about it yet. Uh, he's got a webpage there, TomSlayton.com. I'll give that away. <laughs> you can check it out well before we get to the commercial. Oh, and lastly, uh, you probably noticed by now that my mic is a little bit different this episode. And hey, it's because <laughs> it's the week before Thanksgiving, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a bit. So let's get into the main topic. Yeah, the main topic, giving thanks year one. Um, yeah, I missed it last year. Uh, I don't know how I did. I mean, it's a pretty prominent holiday here in America, but I missed it. I don't know. Uh, a different focus on things. And so, so I thought earlier this year, I said, hey, I should have a Thanksgiving episode. That would be cool. And so here we are now. And <laughs> just how things work. And uh, throughout, the, I don't know, the better part of a month or so from, you know, ago, I started putting together a list of things that I could, uh, you know, talk about. This is kind of a year in review, you know, uh, how, how long time has gone from the last 365 days. So one of the things I'm thankful for is life, uh, you know, being able to breathe and live and, you know, knock on wood. Uh, uh, medically, things have gone very well in my life. You know, I mean, it's, uh, life is good. You know, breathing and living is, life is good. Um, another one that's almost an obvious one is family, of course. Uh, and even though I don't see a lot of my extended family due to distance or just, well, mostly distance, uh, you know, I'm still very appreciative of them. And, uh, uh, which leads me to Facebook. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful for Facebook, but because uh, I can communicate with them through Facebook, uh, the extended family and immediate family and all that. So it's, it's pretty damn cool. So Facebook is something I'm also thankful for, for the above reasons I just said. And the fact that I have met a good number of pretty damn interesting people straight through the internet, mostly in Facebook. And it has just been a really cool modern tool, I guess is a good way to say it. Uh, I'm grateful and thankful for friends, friends in, in the broad, broad stroke uh, description in that, um, all of the people that are close to me. And, and I mean, people that I see, you know, on a regular basis. And I mean, people that I haven't seen in over half my life. And we, again, through Facebook and other social media things have, cross paths and be, you know, rekindled friendships or picked up where they left off or started completely new friendships based on the internet alone. I have three people just off the top of my head that I only know through the internet, never met them. 
and they're cool cats. And I think that is an awesome, awesome thing. Uh, so I'm very grateful for, for that. Um, to me, it's very special that I can form a bond electronically to someone, you know, that's what's really cool to me. Uh, another one I jotted down on the list is, uh, talent. Again, this is another broad stroke category, but I mean the talent that is, uh, is the podcast, you know, the ability and the talent to put my show together in the way that it comes across, you know? Uh, and then my uh, talent in the sense of what my degree is in the craft of dramatic arts, you know, acting, performing performances. I mean, throughout my life, I have been told in not, not so many words, but in different forms and from different people that when, when, when they see me do something on stage, perform, act, create a character, what have you, that it has affected them, you know, in some form or another, whether, you know, made them laugh, made them cry, made them think about something, who knows? It's different. It's been different. And, and the beauty, the most beautiful thing about that is the fact that a lot of them were kids when I did, you know, kid performances and things at schools. And it was pretty damn cool to get that feedback. Then on top of all that, the feedback I've gotten from you listeners, as far as, you know, how you like the show, how, how you've, you know, listened to the show grow and change and you've comment on that. And it's just, it's so wonderful. So, so wonderful. I love that, uh, symbiotic connection of a, in this case, a solo performer, or if there was, you know, a co-host or something or a guest or something like that. There's now two people providing thought provoking, entertaining, what have you to you. That's, that's an awesome, awesome thing to think about, at least in my mind. <laughs> and in the line of talent, I'm just going to throw out the fact, uh, as I said, last episode, uh, I'm in a show, local show here in San Diego and we open tonight on the 27th that you, that this show drops the evening of tonight is opening night. And, uh, at this moment that I'm recording, we're just shy of a week of opening and it's in that last leg of, of adventure, you know, where you're getting ready to, to, to put all the pieces together and just go run, run with it. And it's a tiring, exhilarating, draining, beautiful thing. This, what's known as Hell Week. And so, because of that, I'm actually recording on my travel mic, as I mentioned before, in the dressing room. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a quick break from working on the set and working lines with uh, my co-stars. And I'm taking time to record this for you folks. So, uh, so that's why it might sound a little off this week. And please accept my apologies, but I'm getting a show out. <laughs> I'd rather have a show go out than really truly trip up on exactly how things sound at this one time. Anyhow, uh, this show, the journey on this show has just been so magical. Uh, mostly because of how the show is. Uh, again, I'm not giving anything away because this this uh, podcast is going to stay up for all perpetuity. And I don't need to go backtracking on any information. If you're interested in knowing about it, please send me an email or contact me through the Facebook page. 
which would be changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com or facebook.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. And, and I'll be more than happy to share, you know, one-on-one directly, et cetera, et cetera, with, with it, with anyone, but on the broad stroke of the world, being able to listen to this show for the rest of all time. No, I'm going to keep that information to myself. Anyhow, this show is, is, is a romantic comedy and I like to describe it as, um, a romantic comedy about falling in and out of love. And it is just a wonderful, heartfelt uh, journey, a roller coaster of emotions uh, throughout the entire show. And the uniqueness of the show is it's done in little vignettes, and meaning little scenes, uh, usually two or three person scenes. And that's what tells the story uh, because it's happening to these different individuals. And there's a few ways to cast the show. You can usually double up or quadruple up or what have you. But part of the magic, as I mentioned, is that there's a small number of actors portraying all the characters. So I myself am actually portraying five different characters, which is a tremendous and wonderful, wonderful uh, exercise uh, and just discovery of things. So, so it's been good. It's been a wonderful rehearsal process, as I, I guess I keep saying. So I'm very excited to open, but I'm also scared shitless because, you know, all the opening night crap, loop forgetting lines, missing props, costume problems, light goes out, sound doesn't happen, you know, all those wonderful things. So that's where I'm at right now when I'm recording for you folks. Uh, but I am, but this rehearsal process has really brought out the fact that I, I really enjoy the performance process building a uh, a show from the ground up you know uh, and creating characters and then putting it on that is just magic for me so like i said if you happen to be in the san diego area and you're interested get in touch with me and i will uh tell you all about it next up i have on my list of things to be thankful for skills um kind of talked about it um in the last one with talent um the skill to be able to bring a show to life. That's one of the skills I I like because it's written words that read on the page. However, they're going to read on the page to the individual reader. Uh, Scripts are written a little differently than novels, obviously, but that's just the nature of how they are. And so being able to take that written word into the conversation aspect of it that you're reading about to me is, is, uh, something I, I really enjoy doing and take pride in. So I consider that a skill I'm thankful for, but I'm also talking about, you know, basic skills like, you know, building things and repairing things and, and cooking and gardening and, Oh, what other skills, you know, things like that. Right. So, so, you know, I, I mean, I mean, skills in a broad stroke, um, Next up, something I'm thankful for is you, my podcast listeners. Uh, I've just been so amazed at how much the audience has grown in in the last year. It's quite amazing. So thank you all for, for listening. I, I hope you know how much I do appreciate it. Uh, I think I've mentioned that. Well, I know I've mentioned this before. I Where I'm at right now at episode 62... I didn't expect to get to until like next October at my second year point. Yeah, it's just been quite something to to reach that point so quick. And I have you folks to thank for it, so thank you. 
Um, another one can be kind of cheesy if you think about it off the top of your head, but after thinking about it for a minute, freedom. I, I mean, I know it's part of living in America because of how things are set up. And yes, we have our problems and issues just like everybody. You know, we're not fucking perfect, but we're not totally all that bad. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the freedom to be able to create a show like this because I know in other places you can't. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm also very grateful for acceptance of self-expression. Uh, again, living in America, uh, it took me 20 years to get to that point, but, um, yeah, I'm very grateful to be able to choose exactly what clothes I'd like to wear, no matter how they may look or how they may fall on my body or what original body type they were made for. Um, and not be ridiculed, mocked in the grand scheme of things. I mean, yeah, that may happen, but whatever. You know, there's more support than not. So I'm grateful for that. Um, ever since I came out and, and started living life, I've uh, felt that way. Another one, and this is, this is you know, kind of a, a cheesy one, but it's uh, also sincere, is bacon. Bacon is... Bacon's delicious. Now, I know there's little people out there that don't eat it, and that's fine. It means more for people like me and, you know, others that like bacon. That's totally cool. Bacon is awesome because it's, and it's not just awesome in the sense of how it tastes. I'm talking about the grease as well. You can do so much with bacon drippings, bacon grease. Google it. I mean, there's, I've found a whole, like, list of recipes of things to do. Candles, soap, um... I think a cleanser of some sort. Um, and then there's the fact that it's just grease that you could cook in again. Not that that's healthy or anything like that. But when you're out camping, you bring a little bit of bacon and you don't have to worry about bringing oil. Because you got it from the bacon. That sort of thing. Uh, you can start fires with it. Put it on, on a log that'll help start a fire. I mean, it's just so many uses. So, bacon's good. And one of the this one, this next one is something that... Uh, took me quite a little bit to think of because uh well overall it's music i mean music that's one of the things i'm thankful for because if you stop and think about it music is a form of time travel we can listen to things that were recorded for all perpetuity over a hundred years ago i mean that's stop and think that's listening to the energy of the performers, whoever they were, singers or musicians or whatever, that they gave and was captured in a moment in time that we can now listen to. Think about it. They were scheduled to go to the recording studio or the recording equipment was scheduled to be set up at the location where the band plays or rehearses or whatever the case may be, you know, radio or whatever, okay? All right, 6 o'clock Tuesday, we're going to set up and record the number, blah, 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 blah. Okay, see you then. All right, okay, so it was, it was on calendars, folks. People put this on calendars. They made time to capture what we listened to from all the way back in time, any sort of recorded music. It's a, it's a form of time travel. And to me, that just is awesome. And, I'm, you know, music can be good or bad. That's up to the listener. There's some things that I like that I know people don't like. There are things I don't like that I know people like. Fine. Cool. You know, respect each other's music tastes and don't 
you know, upset somebody by playing only playing stuff that they don't really want to hear, you know, and vice versa. Don't play something that somebody else may not really want to hear. You got it. There's so much music out there. You got to find something that you both like. I mean, Christ. I mean, just think of how long recorded music has happened since the late 1800s. That is well over a hundred years, pushing 125. Wow. That's a lot of time travel. And it's a capture of art as well. Because these performers and musicians, they were artists in their own right. The same as painters, the same as sculptures, sculptors, sculptors, and any other form of art that is, that is basically stood the test of time. You know, whether it's, you know, a piece of furniture or a car or some you know, antique you know, fan or something. Somebody put the time into that. That's a form of time travel. It has stood the test of time. Well, music is the same way to me. It, I, I latched onto this, I don't know, years ago. So, in that vein, I'm going to play a song for you from 1918. It's almost 100 years ago. Almost 100 years ago. It's, the reason I chose it is because it's actually one of my favorites. <laughs> favorites in the sense that it means something really close to me. The song is called In the Lando Yamo Yamo. Uh, it's recorded by Billy Murray in a chorus, because that's what you did back then. Billy Murray was a vaudeville performer who was just a magnificent tenor. Uh, the guy could fill the room. I mean, if, if you think of the three tenors from right now, but think of one guy, you know, that was Billy Murray. I mean, he was the go-to guy for, for, for years. Um, I mean, most of the early, early recordings from the 1900s are made by him. So, I mean, he's got a big, you know, long collection. So check it out. Google Billy Murray and you'll hear tons, tons of his stuff. Well, this is in the land of Yamayama. And I believe it was written in 1917. 1917, I can't be sure right now. And the fact that I'm recording in the back, I don't have internet right now. So I can't really check. Um, but the reason the song means something to me is when I was directing a show called Awaken Sing by Clifford Odets, it's a classic drama, uh, a tale of one family through the uh, three generations of one family in a depression era in New York. Uh, wonderfully, wonderful piece. Anyhow, uh, it takes place in 1935. So when I put the show together, I, I made, made point to not really cross that line into like 1936, 37, 38 definitely stayed out of the 40s and focused a lot of the music that I was choosing to use for the show, pre-show, intermission, and just points throughout the show. I made sure that it happened before, was recorded before 1935. Well, this particular song is actually referenced in the show as if it's, you know, played on the radio. And it was, and you research it, you'll know that it was played on the radio back in the day. And so... So I found it so we as a cast and the audience could hear it. And it's the tale of, of just getting away to this secret place where everything is perfect. Uh, that's the tale that this tells. So enjoy In the Land of Yama Yamo by Billy Murray, 1918. Come on with me, 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 come on with me
If you haven't been there, I'm sure you'll declare that you ought to be. It's so much like old Napoli. In the land, oh, yummo, yummo, panicule, panicule, panicula. Lights are blinking while you're drinking. It's the place where the good fellows are. Admitted to the bar in the land of Yamo Yamo, Panicule, Panicule, Panicula. Wine and song are flowing along like a melody in that bully. Come on with me. The girls are fair and everything there is in harmony. It's the one place on earth to be. In the land, oh, yummo, yummo, panicule, panicule, panicula. Lights are blinking while you're drinking. It's the place where the good fellows are. Goodbye to all your sorrows, where everyone's admitted to the bar. In the land of Yummo Yummo, Panicule, Panicule, Panicula. Hear the opera grand in Yummo Yummo Yummo. Macaroni, he falls to the floor. Still he hollers for more. And then the dancers in they came the way they dressed. It was a shame. You almost see the vision of a salami. The leading lady, nice and a fat. I wish my wife could dance like that. Cause if she did, I never would leave home. Then the orchestra leader executed Aida. You never care what's on the bill of fare. You drink a couple of bottles of ink, feel like a millionaire. Then you feel so swell. Your right name you tell. You yell like. <laughs> you hear about Jimmy Monaco? He smoked cigarettes by the stacko, and when he was dead, they open his head and they find a big block of tobacco. You hear about Tony Polidas? He went to see old Doctor Peters. The doctor he found when he turned him around that he had the pin in the cedars. You know him, my brother Sylvester, the one with the biggest chest. Whenever he eats the juicy the meat, the gravy he matches the vester. Goodbye to all your sorrows, where everyone's admitted to the bar. In the land of Yamo Yamo, Panicule, Panicule, Panicula.
When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. There it is. There it is. TomSlayton.com. I told you we'd get around to it again. Absolutely, totally got around to it again. Um, thank you again for sponsoring the show, folks. Tom's Place is a great rest stop on the internet. That's the best thing I can say. Take a moment, check it out, move on with the rest of your day. He's got photos, he's got thoughts and inspirational quotes, he's got writings if you, if you just want to hear him you know, talk about a specific subject, he's got writing topics if you're looking for something to write about just to get the brain and juices flowing. I mean, there's something for everyone. This, I want to share this photo, this episode. He calls it Tattered Curtains in the Window, Black and White Edit. So Google TomSlayton.com, Curtains in the Window, Black and White Edit, or just search out on his page. You'll find it. It, it looks very Halloween-y because of the black and white filter on it. But these tattered curtains looks like they've been seeing a lot of wind and rain and just not really well kept up. <laughs> I mean, it looks like the building's going to fall down. And what captured me on it is the life that once was there. I mean, there was living, breathing people in there at some point, and now it's just gone. And the the, the way he captured and, and framed up the picture just looks so vacant. So it's uh, pretty cool. Check, check it out. So TomSlayton.com forward slash chattered curtains in the window black and white edit. And again, Tom, thanks so much for all your support. Twenty-five famous women share the best advice they've ever given or received. Oh yeah, this is from an article from the Cut that was uh, published as part of AOL News. There's a link in our show notes over at Blogspot for it. Uh, this one is number ten, and this is from Ali Wentworth, who on IMDb goes by Alexandra. Which, all right, that's cool. She's an she's an actress. <laughs> she's an actress and a writer known for Office Space, Cherry Maguire, and it's complicated. She's been married to George Stephanopoulos since November twentieth, two thousand one, and they have two children. Everything that she's just said right there is that's from her little bio there. Uh, Jim Gaffigan Show, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, Michael G. Fox Show, Blue Bloods, Kurt, Cougar Town, Breathe In. It's complicated. Head Case, uh, In Living Color. So yeah, she's she's been she's been around for a while. I recognize her face. Uh, her best advice is don't worry about working out until it's more about preventing death and less about what you look like. And to me, it's just an interesting take on health because it's overall health at that point. Um, you want to prevent death, you know, earlier by not doing things to your body when you're younger. You know, eating eating the right foods and ingesting the right things and not ingesting certain things. So yeah, that's part of it. But, um, but working out and exercise, uh, is, it's, I think it's always a good thing, but then you stop to think about it. And what the point is, she's not talking about the aesthetic. Don't, don't do something for the outside, do something for the inside. And it'll make the outsides worth it. So, so that's, that's, I get, that's the deeper meaning I get from that is, you know, looks aren't everything and eventually looks will fade. 
so take care of the insides. So that's that's my take on that. So since we're at number 10, that means we have 15 left. If you've got lists or anything like that you want to share with me, send it my way and I will put it up here. Yes, secondary topic. We made it. Here we are, secondary topic. All right. Uh, I want to talk about selfie photos because they're everywhere. <laughs> Everybody has a small collection, even if you don't share it. And then there's some people who share it reasonably. And then there are some people who share it entirely too much. And you know what? Fine. Everybody's got their place in the world. It's pretty damn cool because of that. So, yeah, you may post a little too much. All right. Maybe you got to tone down a little bit. Maybe you don't post enough and people want to see more. I get it. It's all in between those two areas. But the thing that I, I, I don't think everybody stops to really think about, and I'm really speaking to my trans sisters here, uh, trans women sisters, in the fact that we're not going to like what's in the mirror for yeah, either ever or for a very long time until medical transition or any sort of cosmetic surgery or you know anything like that really drastically alters your look it's just we're we're going to hate the mirror and i've heard the same stories from our trans brothers so i know you're out there as well so so yeah i know it goes both ways but when we take our selfie you know there's some things that you got to make sure that you do because that's just what women do number 1 Women don't post bad photos of themselves. I remember there was an article, I don't know, not too long ago about um, somebody. <laughs> I don't pay that much attention, so I'm sorry. But somebody who goes through and takes like 500 photos to be able to post one. You know, that's a lot of space on your iPhone, if you ask me, to be quite honest. That means you've got to go through at least 400 of them, you know, to get rid of them. And maybe even get rid of another 50. To keep 50 of them, because 50 of them happen to be okay. One is awesome for posting. I get it. I've done my fair share. But I don't take 500. I think the most I took, and it was because of lighting and how my hair was going and, and other things, I think the most I took was probably like 20 at one point. You know, it, but uh, I don't know, on average, three, four is my thing. And that's whether I post them or not. But realize that even... Naturally born women who have been looking at their face since birth still don't like the way it looks at times. We are no different in that aspect with them. So we all hate our faces and our looks at all, all the same time at certain times. So just realize that. Um, also, when you take a photo, smile. Smile. You're expressing who you are. You've been hiding from the mirror and from the camera for years. Let it out. Smile. Be happy. I know it's kind of cliche, but there's an old song from, from the musical Annie from the late 70s called You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile. And, you know, it's fucking true. Just smile. Now, I know you may not want to show teeth. I get that. Everybody's a little bit different. But why don't you practice in front of the mirror? You'll meet a happy medium. Too much teeth is too much teeth. Not enough teeth is not enough teeth. you got to find a happy medium. Practice. That's what the mirror is for. 
practice expressions. So when you're talking with somebody and you want to express yourself, you know what your face is doing. You know, you know how you raise an eyebrow, you know, when you smirk, you know, when you smile, however, it's just natural. It's what you got to do to figure out how to understand your body. So in photos, smile, please. I see so many out there that just almost look so unhappy, pouty faces or, or awkward moments just because you're not sure what to do. Yeah, I'm not a great photographer, but smiling goes a long way. Uh, another thing I've noticed from my trans sisters is, uh, and I, 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 it's not that I neglect it. I, I don't, but, um, I understand the pain that it is both literally and figuratively. We got to shape our eyebrows more often than not. Most women I have ever known have do something to keep their brows in line, taming them of some sort, whether it's, uh, going out to the salon and having them professionally done or, you know, taking the pair of tweezers every night, every other night and checking up on it, making sure that there's no stray, whatever, that they're always looking how you want them to look. It's a pain because you got to, it's something you got to do basically daily. I get it. I understand. I do it. (laughs) So I totally get it. But, um, a lot of, a lot of my trans sisters forget it, it seems. And that will help so much when you do look in the mirror because they'll be thinner they'll be shaped they'll help your eye uh look you know bigger or smaller or closer together or further apart whatever you particularly choose there's many ways to do that if you don't know what i'm talking about google it there's uh, youtube videos on it and i i know if you go to a professional salon they'll do it as well talk to them they'll do it as well uh and then and this is something that not all women know um most have an idea of it because of the internet now. But in the past, the only way to really get this information was from digging through old Cosmo magazines when they gave makeup tips or going to the library and looking that stuff up or finding a theatrical book or some, some beauty salons book or something like that, or going to beauty school, you know, to understand uh, makeup and how it works. And what I'm talking about is the magic and the beauty of makeup in the use of highlights and shadows. Being that I can't really show you a picture through an audio program, I advise you to take a look at just your average drag queen. I don't want to say any names because I don't have any names, but if you Google image drag queens, a bunch will come up. And as you look through the, through the photos, you'll notice that sometimes you can really see their makeup. Well, that's because it's meant for stage lighting. Stage lighting is totally different than flashbulb from any sort of camera, unless it's, you know, a professional photographer's photographer's uh, uh, flash with like a flash umbrella and a delay and, and, and all that stuff. But your typical camera flash is going to show it because it's just going to catch the light in that sense. But then under stage lights, it's going to look flawless. So that's an over-exaggerated version of what I'm trying to explain. That sort of extreme alteration of look can be done very subtly by anyone really if you got if you got a divot in your chin that you don't like if your chin is a little too big if your nose is a little too small if your nose is a little too big all of it all of it highlights and shadows and the magic of makeup street makeup going out 
you know, to go shopping or going out on a date or, or going out to the movies or whatever. Name, name your poison. There are so many ways to do makeup, street makeup, everyday wear up to going out on a Saturday night. And you can use highlights and shadows for it. Go to YouTube, tons of, tons of videos there, uh, lots of information out there in the world, I'll, I'll tell you that. But the bottom line is highlights and shadows. Using darker makeup to create a shadow and lighter makeup to create a highlight. To change the shape of your jaw or your cheek or your brow, or brow bone, nose, you know, under the eyes. There's so many options. Check it out. Play with it. That's what makeup is for. That's why all the, the starlets from the 50s, you know, all those glamorous shots that people, you know, just find iconic and love. That's one of the reasons why, is the makeup artist knew what the hell they were doing. Yes, the photographer did too, but the makeup artist knew exactly what they were doing. So, enough of that. But take the time to, to practice makeup. Makeup takes practice. Makeup takes time. And, and that's really sitting down or standing up in the bathroom or with a mirror or however you're going to do it and doing it and then enjoying it, taking some pictures, removing it and doing it again, you know, or removing part of it and doing it again. That's, that's, that's what teenage girls do. That's what young girls do when they finally get a chance to play with makeup. So play with makeup. So that's, that's uh, one of the things I wanted to say. And another thing I wanted to talk about, I mean, in the sense of how we look and how we see ourselves and how we're, you know, is somebody going to, you know, read me or is somebody going to, you know, make fun of me or whatever it may be. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is we're at a point where we can totally embrace diversity. Right now, 2015, world, the world is changing and totally starting to understand that there are some masculine-looking women. There are some feminine-looking men. And that does not negate any of their femininity or masculinity or make them less female or less male, less woman, less man. Choose your, choose your words. There's so many out there. Embrace diversity. There is so much out there right now that is supporting us, supporting that. So... So if you just happen to be a little tall or your shoes are a little big or, you know, there's something you know, about your look that you don't particularly like that can eventually be fixed with cosmetic surgery, I'm going to leave it in that realm. You know, ears, nose, chin, brow, cheeks. I mean, it's, you know, everywhere. Eventually that might get changed. But just embrace the diversity now, knowing that the answer will be at the end of the tunnel at the end of the time because you got to save up, you got to be on hormones, you got to wait, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Just know that that's going to be there. Deal with the now. You know it's there, it's coming. You've planned it, you're, you're planning it, you're doing it, fine. Maybe at this point, practice with some highlights and shadows so you can see what you may look like when your changes actually occur. That's one way to do it. So um, embrace the diversity. I mean, there's so, so many people that are blending the gender binary, men that wear makeup, very feminine trans women who choose to grow a beard. I'll leave it at that point. You know, I mean, there's so diversity's out there and it's growing. Support it. Be part of it. I mean, the, these differences that we have, whatever they may be, 
if, even if you have a low voice for a female, you know, hey, it's going to happen. These differences help make us the unique individuals that we are. We are truly one of a kind. Yes, we are all the same in the sense that, you know, we're humans, you, you cut us, we, we bleed, you, you do something, we feel emotion, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We, yes, we're all the same in that sense. And that's world peace, that's world equality. But I'm speaking of individuals like myself who aren't comfortable in the gender that they were born in and need to do something different than what they were done, what they were born as. Whatever it may be, whether it's full transition, whether it's blending the gender binary and calling yourself gender fluid, gender queer, uh, polygender, no, pangender, uh, I mean, so many, so many options out there, okay, so many words to mean the same damn thing, which is also cool in its aspect because, as I've said before, I prefer gender queer, even though I may not fall into the category of gender queer in the sense of the broader scheme of things, whatever, I'm taking back the word queer because I was made fun of it, so I'm owning it now fun. They use it to make fun of me with. That's what I was trying to say. Anyhow, I'm taking that back. That's it. That's me. So embrace that diversity, be unique and be yourself. Listener feedback, got one real quick one. One real quick one. I just want to say I I love to all of you guys listening and ladies and people (laughs) and non-identifying people and just all you unique souls and individuals. Thank you very much for, well, just being there and listening. I, 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 I... I said it before earlier in the show, and I guess that's probably why I'm saying it again, because I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Thank you. It has been awesome. An awesome, awesome 62 episodes. So, thank you. Wow, holy cow, have we reached the end? Why, yes, we have. Yes, we have. Okay, I'm very excited about next episode. I am so excited about next episode. Next episode, we have a conversation with gender therapist Dara Hoffman Fox. You may recognize her name, but you probably really know her by the Facebook page she runs, Conversations with a Gender Therapist. Yes, I am extremely proud and happy to have her on the show. So stick around next week for my conversation with her. Again, check out the Facebook page, check out Patreon, tweet at me, email me. It's all at the end. I've said it before. You don't need to hear it again. So let's get to it. In the words of Jimmy Buffett, If I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. We weren't all crazy. We would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone.
You have been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Good night, and never forget.